Okay, so we are recording. Um, this yes. is Jacob Proctor uh, in, uh, in Brooklyn, New York, um, interviewing Trevor Paglin, who's in Northern California for the Smithsonian Institution Archives of American Arts Pandemic Project. So Trevor, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Jacob. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. It's been a while. Uh, I think we last saw each other in Berlin in the middle of the winter before any of this went down. Um, so, I mean, the first question I wanted to ask is sort of how are you doing and kind mm -hmm. of how has it been like, how has it been for you and where were you when all of this started? Mm -hmm. And how did it, how, yeah. So um, I am doing very good today. Um, it's the first day I think where I could say that um, it, I got, I came here to my dad's farm from New York last night and last night was the first night I've slept in about <laughs> six months or what have you. <laughs> um, so it's, right. it's good to be, um, be out in the country. Um, I guess when the pandemic hit, or at least when that kind of American phase of it hit, I was shooting photos in New Mexico and um, basically just decided it was probably too dangerous to fly back to New York. So I just drove and um, yeah, then, you know, got arrived in New York City and uh, everything was kind of locked down and um yeah it it's been really rough i'm not gonna lie um it's been rough kind of psychologically in terms of being disconnected from people disconnected from you know m most things um it's been rough you know in that time you know it was putting together a show that's going to open next month um, and sort of like trying to work under those conditions of quarantine and working remotely has, has been really hard. Um, and then, you know, just on top of that, the, the I'm sure everybody's saying this, but just that amount of ambient fear and ambient stress, just that feeling of the built environments around you being unsafe, you know, is a kind of very baseline level of a very high level stress, you know, and um, so, and, and then on, of course, on top of that, there's a huge amount of like economic uncertainty, you know, in the sense that like so many museums are closing or so many galleries are just not going to open up again. Um, so there's that really professional world has in many ways ground to a halt. Um, and you know, basically what's happened is that everything that kind of got put on pause starting around February all the everybody's kind of been holding their breath and like now all those shows open so I'm having like three shows open in the next month um but there's nothing after that like those are all the shows that we're having that we're supposed to have already opened but, but after that there's nothing and so that's that's so yeah all these things on on top of each other are 
add up to a, a really high amount of stress and um, you know on and you know having said that also that it's a very high level stress to just see how avoidable much of this was and just how much of this is actually completely manufactured by an incompetent leadership you know and a cruel leadership and um, just you know having a government that actively chooses to harm people you know in a, a situation that is already so um, precarious and where people's you know livelihoods are are so in such a vulnerable place um, so I think that that does are a lot of different things to a lot of things piled on top of each other yeah it's a bit of a tsunami of, of badness yeah and how about how is your because you also have a footprint in Berlin yeah well. I mean how have you have you you haven't been there obviously I'm not but, there. I mean and that must I know that that felt very strange for me to be sort of disconnected from from like a big chunk of my life when I was in Berlin when I was stuck in Berlin essentially mm -hmm. and my friends and so many of my friends and family were here in New York and yeah yeah. So I have a um, small studio in New York that I work out of, but it's historically I've really traveled a lot for projects, whether for on the production side or, you know, to to make them, to show them, et cetera. So the studio in New York is is where I live, but it wasn't really set up to be a place you know where i live um and i have a studio in berlin as well where most of the people that i collaborate with work and so um obviously i wasn't able to go there so we were trying to work remotely and you can do it but that doesn't mean that it's to be done i guess to quote you know, the words of chris rock you know? <laughs> um but uh yeah so it's so it, it was just basically trying to work everything was like 20 times harder i don't know if 20 times harder but definitely five times harder a lot um harder. yeah so it just kind of felt like walking through some kind of like like a mat like a beach that's like made of really sticky sand or something like that it feels like that yeah. i i tried um, the feeling 100 percent it's a very weird you know it's like trying yeah. to it without a library yeah and then and i think then those experiences in different places are also really different too where like i think that i get the sense in berlin they're kind of like yeah it's kind of fine you know or added another little project that I was doing with some folks in Australia and they're just they're like do this do this I'm like what are you talking about like <laughs> that's just not where things are at so to see how you know uneven you know it, it is kind of blow despite the fact that it's a global pandemic it is the experience of that are, are very localized as well you know um so that's yeah, that's, I guess that's been a part of it. I mean, beyond the challenges of trying to collaborate with other people remotely, yes. do you think, I mean, I mean, as you said, like so much of your actual 
practice takes is in the researching stage and yeah. the travel and the yeah. like the photographing in remote yeah. locations and being able to be mobile yeah. and i wonder if you've had thoughts about sort of what the future looks like in terms of whether if a lack of of mobility is a condition that we're living with for a while whether mm -hmm. that has any kind of direct knock-on effect on your own thinking about your work yeah i mean i think that is the bigger question i guess for me there that this is kind of happened in three phases maybe like in terms of the professional stuff was like phase one is like okay how do we stop how much you know spending a bunch of money that we don't have right that there's no income for so one is like like trying to scale down a little bit and then at the same time trying to find other projects for people to work on because like a lot of stuff was just canceled and I didn't want to just like furlough everybody so it's like okay what are all the projects that are sort of on the back burner or like in the basement that like you're always like well one day when things get slow we'll do that <laughs> you know it's a, kind of pulling all those out and dusting that off and then the second and then kind of checking in and it, you, the unemployment stuff around in Germany is quite different than in the U.S. So you can reduce people's hours and the state kind of helps compensate for that. So we were just finding the right scale that we needed to be working at. So that was kind of phase one. And then phase two was trying to put this new body of work together and finishing that and thinking about well, how do you fabricate something when all the fabricators are closed how do you, you know, like so they going through that whole process and then again i think it's been this process of like i guess for me the analogy or the metaphor would be like trying to work underwater like holding your breath everything's slow you can't really move but you're trying to get stuff done um, and then in kind of September, like nobody can hold their breath anymore. Okay, we need to, op you know, get the shows open. We need like, regardless of if it's going to be open for a day and then close back down again. You know, I mean? like all this stuff has to open, you know. And then I think right now, and this is the phase that maybe started about two or three weeks ago, is just really starting to come to grips kind of emotionally as well as practically about what how to do whatever it is that I do and, and or will do like after September you know um, and that's really confronting you know to yeah to to see the degree to which the infrastructures as well as the kind of economic and cultural environment, you know, is, but I'm mostly the, they say the institutions that you're working with, um, they've, they've really, I guess, have changed or not even necessarily actively changed, but they have to change um, because they can't support the model that was before. And so what is it gonna mean to work within that? And especially, if October or so comes, it starts getting cold, people have to start going inside, if people start getting sick again, I really don't know what happens if there's another quarantine. Like, I, it's really hard to see much of this surviving.
and that's really confronting. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a little it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I hope that there. I mean, personally, I hope that I hope that we do manage to get through it without another quarantine. But I mean, in this, you know, in the sense that I think what you were saying about the precarity of institutions or the, the mm -hmm. sense that like the institutional model that has been kind of more or less functional, or at least that we're used to, if mm -hmm. it's no longer viable, I mean, do you, do you have thoughts about sort of what, like what could be a better option or what could work, what could or might be coming? I mean, I, mean, I, I do, but I don't know that, there's a better option or this or that. I mean, so I guess, like, I mean, it's kind of obvious that there's two directions that things are going in. Like one is everything online, everything online on one hand. And then the other one is like everything's super local, everything's super, super local. Like, no, like we don't imagine ourselves as being global institutions anymore. Or, you know, I'm we meaning like museums, for example, or different sure. spaces, you know, and neither one of those are things that I had certainly been particularly interested in, to be honest with you, or, you know, kind of set up to do, you know, and um, um, so I'm looking at some stuff and seeing what's possible. So for the, for the November show, actually in the studio we built you know, as many people are trying to do, thinking about how do you build an exhibition that is natively kind of in space as well as online. And so we took a lot of the hardware that we'd been using for this performance that developed with the Kronos Quartet. You know, they were where they, they're, the quartet's playing, we have all these cameras and stuff set up around them that, and are streaming that to a screen behind them. So we took all that hardware and are adopting it to an exhibition like can you have create an exhibition that's kind of constantly being streamed online and using taking that very seriously as like that um as as a as a medium as a way in other words you usually think about an exhibitions in space you, know, you send in a photographer they photograph it the documentation is online well what if you don't think about it that way what if you think about it like some cameras and some stuff and some walls and some lights and some screens or whatever it is you put all that stuff together <laughs> you know um so that's one one direction i'm gonna start kind of a friend of mine is up starting, sort of trying to start an experimental art school that'll all be online so i'm gonna teach like an introduction to photography class on that, which is super weird. That's never something that had even crossed my mind as something that I'd ever do. Um, and then I think, um, and then just beyond that, I'm not, I'm, I'm just thinking about what you can do and what, And how much, I guess, like how, what kind of show I want to run, for lack of a better word, you know, like how, how big should it be? How much stuff should I be responsible for? What should the capacity be? Should I try to 
branch out even more, you know, um, like in the studio, for example, we've done a ton of work around like artificial intelligence and computer vision. We built a lot of tools to be able to look at things like data sets and things like that. So do I try to branch out and say like, okay, here's all these resources that I just built for my own work. Are those going to be helpful to other people? You know, and on the other hand, like, do you really want to support that? <laughs> so it's just a lot of questions like that. In other words, what, what should the boundaries of this practice be? You know, and I think that that's, yeah, something that I really is maybe a I think that was a fun thing to think about when you didn't have to. And that you have to, it's a lot less fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as the world becomes, as we're forced into virtuality, is thinking about virtuality so exciting and yeah. like all the promises now seem yeah. a little more, uh, a little farther away. Yeah. I mean, are there stories, I mean, given that you are also uh, you know, a pretty keen observer of the world around you. Are there narratives that you think are not, are getting lost in the, in the way that the media is talking about the situation and in the way that like, even, you know, the experts are, are sort of in the, in the story that's being told? I think to me the, Again, I think this is highly uneven, you know, in terms of where people are, what neighborhoods they live in, what are their jobs and stuff like that. But, you know, for me, certainly, especially in New York, you know, um, I mean, I guess people are talking about that stress and like that people losing your minds especially people with kids and stuff like that but that's really I don't actually know how you communicate that you know and for me for a long time for like months like just even walk around New York City I'm like how are people just like not melting down on the streets <laughs> you know I mean? like non-stop you know because I certainly felt like I was you know um and um yeah I guess that um that sense of stress that sense of just uncertainty is just so like debilitating i think um and yeah i guess i guess for me that that's certainly one thing where like it the media that you see or the way that you that, that is something that's very visceral and very affective. And that it's a feeling that I don't know that can be conveyed in any other media other than you kind of feel like it yourself in. Well, I think I told you that when I came back to New York at, you know, in the middle of June, I felt like the whole city had PTSD. Yeah. Everyone was just kind of, and it, it sounds like that's kind of what you're describing is this yeah. sense of like that there's a, there's been a kind of psychological trauma yeah. that people, it's going to maybe take a lot. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I would take a while to deal for people to figure out how to I think that. so. I think so. And, and I mean, for me, I'm, I'm really grateful to be able to have come to California. I mean, flew, yesterday I flew for the first time since like February, which is a whole another super weird thing, but I do. Yeah. But like, literally, I think like nobody's sleeping. You know, nobody's kind of being like, 
people are either like losing tons of weight or gaining tons of weight or you know just everything is um yeah it's just really yeah i, I guess like kind of i guess what i said in the beginning which is that this level of ambient stress is so high you know and um and then a lot of anger about the degree to which it's is how much of it is just totally unnecessarily totally unnecessary and and it's just completely the result of a refusal you know for the uh you know our institutions to kind of take responsibility or not even take responsibility just try to even imagine helping <laughs> like just not even like preventing you know other people from helping <laughs> function yeah functioning right i guess right. well thank you so much for oh, thank you um for taking the time we really appreciate it and i wish you all the best health and i hope thank that you. we see each other again soon in person um beautiful man it's great to see you jacob take care you too man ciao bye for now